I certainly do feel better than everyone. Like I'm better <laughs> than all you single bitches. Like I got engaged before 30, like I won. Hello and welcome to Reclaim Your Radiance, a podcast where we discuss the most intimate parts of the human experience. Let's take a deep dive into self-love, sexual pleasure, and absolutely everything in between. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and each week we will be joined by one fabulous friend, and sometimes that friend will just be me, to talk about how we can all become our most radiant selves. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Today, I am joined by Rebecca, a straight white Canadian girl who just hit the milestone of 30. She is a serial business owner, a badass boss, and a comedian. Like many of us, over the past few years, she has discovered the importance and the downfalls of an online presence and producing content. Listen in for her honest and comedic account of the ups and downs of being a female entrepreneur, the prospect of marriage, the typical woman's role in society, how high school traumas can follow you throughout your entire life, how to create content authentically and sustainably without sacrificing your self-worth and her very own journey with body dysmorphia. So without further ado, I'm going to drop you straight into that conversation. Let's get to it. You have your own business, you know, like you're, you're like a young female entrepreneur and it's yeah. And you're killing it. And like, there's, there's a, a lady of- with the business. Oh my God. Yeah. How strange. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uncommon. We're supposed to be in the kitchen and barefoot. No, <laughs> kidding don't like that anymore where now there's actually more uh female business owners than male business owners and investors prefer them so really yeah because women typically undervalue themselves in terms of like like for example it doesn't really help me in the the sexual marketplace that we live in or whatever to go into the room and be like I have millions of dollars and what, you know, in revenue every year and like, go, you know, just really like hype it up. It's, it's actually works in my favor more. I find to like, as a woman, you kind of to like undervalue it and be like very modest about the business. And I don't know, or maybe it's just something we're trained to do, but like, I think it's because like men don't care at all they don't care all if you have like a high income, like that's the last, one of the last things on their list, right. In terms of what they want in a woman. Right. Mm. Whereas guys, it's the first thing. It's one of the top ones anyway, is like, so then they, there's like kind of a incentive for them more to like go in and overvalue themselves and act like this kind of like big shot who can, I guess in our like little animal brains, like, you know, support their woman or their family or whatever. I find so that kind of, so I think uh, investors started to pick up on that where women were at least very, very precise and honest about what they were gaining in terms of their business or how well it was doing when they were pitching or even under sometimes, right? Whereas men are like, if they're making it, let's say it's like 400,000 a year. If a guy is making that, he's going to say, I'm making like just under a million or something like that. A woman would say 400,000 or they'd say like, oh, you know, it's a little over 300,000 or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
that's why it's a bit more of like a sure win or a sure bet because women ha- like they don't really uh unless uh, but then there's outliers like there's elizabeth holmes who <laughs> you know her or no no i don't she was, oh no uh she invented thanos and it was this like big tech thing in the health industry where it was going to like scan you or take blood from you and be able to like diagnose all of your ailments and then help you with it i don't know how but she got tons of investors. She was like the next big Steve Jobs. And then she was just like total fraud and like none of it works. Like none of the technology was even close to being there. Like she just lied her pants off and she was like, yeah. So that's usually what men do. But yeah, sometimes you get an outlier like that. That's a woman. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because at one moment during that, I was like, are you talking about dating or like a business relationship? And it's so funny also- how those are so similar. Yeah. They're right? the same thing. Same thing of like, oh yeah, like I'm going to be really honest because like it doesn't, yeah, we're just not taught to be like that. In fact, it's unattractive, right? In a way for a woman to go in and be like, well, I think generally if you go in and you're like, like yakking and talking loud and you're, you know, whatever, like what all the things that we do, like you and I do probably, but like we, but it's usually like, you're trained to be more like, you know, let the guys talk or whatever. Same with like, that's why, that's why female comics, uh, I guess not always, but like, that's why male comics have like women lined up around the block, even though they're like disgusting looking or something. (laughs) Women who are, have to be like super put together and good looking for guys to even like let them talk on a stage a lot of the time. But it's amazing when, when you turn the room, but yeah. It's like a guy needs to have a high income and be funny and then it's fine. It's like, Oh yeah. Then they're, then they're top, top pickings. Right. It's like, Oh, he has it's a good sense a of humor. <laughs> yeah. It's, and then it's like, what she's, she's talking. Shut her up. <laughs> she has an opinion. She has a voice. She's saying funny things. No. Oh, she's talking about my dick now. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's like the girl that rejected me. <laughs> oh man it's it's insane it's insane like and the, that video you sent me the other day was like so on point about like okay so we need to be this but we also need to be this and it's like all these expectations on women that just like clash and you can never win and so mm-hmm. just throw all the expectations out the window and do whatever you want but it's so much yes. easier said than done and they're all like um opposite so it's like you have to be bold and a boss right but then you also have to be like modest and down to earth and like not care about things like I don't know it's like the all of the dichotomies that that it was just a TikTok about a girl that um was like ranting about all the pressures we have to juggle as women yeah yeah. but so real yeah Uh, so how do you find that then so you you run your own business and you've been running your own business for how many years now it's almost eight, but I had businesses before that. I had a little gardening company in university and then high school. And I think it was, yeah, high school I had, uh, and maybe even grade eight, I had a babysitting business. And sometimes I wish I had that job again, because it was so lucrative. I can't believe how lucrative that was. Oh my God. The amount of jobs. No tax. I put it in my pocket. No one suspected me. Little blonde lady of 18 or way younger, like 12, pocketing it all. So how old were you when you started? Uh, I'm 30 now. That just happened. Wow. What an emotional whirlwind. 
what a disaster, but I survived. I'm fine. But yes, uh, so I just turned 30, but I think I was around 23 when I started Pivot and Pilot. Um, when I started my gardening, Garden Girls, it was called, and then played all it. my friends so that we could hang out together all summer so they wouldn't have to go work at Aeropostal or whatever. And so that was really fun. And we could take a lot of time off because we could set our own schedules and everything. So that was one of those really great. That could have been a whole business too, but I decided to do design with my friend Alejandro, who you also interviewed. Hmm. So we're co-founders. But we started that seven years ago uh, or almost eight. Yeah. We're like seven and a half right now. Wow. That is. We're like 23, maybe. You're already a serial entrepreneur and you're 30. Like, I don't know why you're crying about being 30. That's an accomplishment. You're 30 and you've had like three businesses already. That was probably part of the severe fear of becoming 30. was like, I better do it all before (laughs) before society hates me. Oh God, no. 30 is the new 20. 30 is the new 20. You're fine. Yeah. Or as our gay friends would say, yeah, it's like 30 is the 20 or like gay 30 is 20 straight 20 or something yeah gay 30 is straight 20 makes sense they don't they have to suppress their whole adolescence so then they just get a second try later in life exactly right (laughs) that's definitely what happens and we should get the same allowance because we're all figuring it out and can't buy houses and whatever that's how we became connected by the way for all the listeners that don't know we were friends with a bunch of gays and those were our mutual gays. And then we became friends and we got invited to a few parties together. Chris shows up in her freaking sparkly, whatever giant, like just like this sparkly, slutty, like late, just coming right in. I don't know. Like you definitely, I was like, what? Who is this? It's like, oh yes, this woman belongs with all the gays. Yeah. 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 Like, welcome. (laughs) Hello. My poor fiance now. He yes. his first party with I don't know about um how you guys were, but like for the first party he came to, it was a one of you know how we dress up all the time. Like these parties, like these gays, like they put the pressure on when it comes to like dressing to the nines for their events. They have themes. Jorge has themes every time. So anyway, we it was a we were in Whistler and it was a like animal party. And uh, that was Alfie's first time. And so I like, I kind of knew he wasn't prepared. So I kind of went like in between in terms of look. So I went for like mouse, you know, it was pretty like comfy, nothing too crazy. And then he was like, oh, like, I don't know. I didn't get anything. And then, you know, cow's ice cream, how it's there. And it has like cow shirts and everything with cow on it. He was like, oh, I'll just wear this shirt that says cow on it. And I'm like, Sure. Yeah. Just, I mean, there's like 20 minutes before and I was like, oh, there's nothing we can do. I was like, you didn't bring anything. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't specific enough for this poor straight boy. And so he put, so we're like, sure. Put the cows on. He shows up freaking Ksenia's opens the door with her cuss. She like handcrafted a snake dress that like went all. I remember <laughs> that. And she up. kept like coming yeah. out of a basket and she was like, Later on in the night, things got wild, and she was like, There's a video of her pretending to be a snake coming out of a basket. <laughs> Alejandro has this like full on gator costume An and alligator. Like, oh. Yeah, alligator, anyways. And he was like, Oh shit. And I'm like, Yeah, like he's like, You didn't tell me in morning about this. But anyway, yeah, it's quite a unique, fun little group. 
So yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally, what I do is I dress my partner <laughs> yes, <laughs> because we go I, to, that's a, what I should do. right? Like we go to a lot of events or I'll be like, no, that's, that's probably not going to be the vibe at least. I mean, for <laughs> me, because like, I, I actually find I need to be dressed appropriately to feel confident and appropriate can mean whatever the space is. Right. But like if I'm wearing the wrong outfit at the wrong time, I find that I'm so self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, I like dress up and like, we joke about like putting on makeup is like putting on armor sometimes or like putting on like, like your outfit is like your, yeah, your armor, I guess. But like, sometimes it really is like, I'll be yeah. late to stuff sometimes because I took, cause I couldn't decide what to wear. And that I happened needed- right now before this, I was like, it's, she said it's at 345. She gave me 15 minutes extra. And I'm still like, is it this, is it this, is this, is it this like putting my hat on and off. And then I had this, like, I don't know why I have this rash on my face. So I was like, I can't ah. see anything. I can't see anything. You look gorgeous. But isn't it stupid how you, how stressful it is getting ready for an occasion? Yeah. I mean, when I get it right, I feel really good though. And so I, I do put yeah. that time in and my partner will not never understand the whole idea of I'm willing to be five minutes late to feel good in my skin and what I'm wearing mm-hmm. and to feel confident based on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just not a concept that translates. Yeah, that's true. They just kind of roll out. Although Alfie did start to get kind of self-conscious about what he was wearing out to certain events now. Mm. I wonder if that's just because I look so great. Could be. <laughs> just silly. <laughs> That was a problem with such a problem with dating me is it just always looked great and I go out no. (laughs) Well, Uh, so but that's also a moment you can like capitalize on. I I've done that where like Aaron starts to be all like, oh, I don't feel great in what I'm wearing. Like I wish I had more. Like I I don't feel like me. I want to be wearing like nicer clothes. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Do you want to go shopping? Yes. (laughs) Like I'm gonna use this opportunity. This was your idea. You want to go shopping? We're gonna use your money. But I get to choose. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. I feel like I've done that with like every partner. Yeah. (laughs) But it's always their idea. Yeah. Well, they like it. They like the assistance. It's probably like such a chore otherwise. They don't know what they want, what they like. They're just doing it for you anyway. So. Yeah. Yes and no. But the trick is trying to convince them that it's for them. Sure. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. No, I I mean, they want it, but they want to do it. Like, you know, like when they're, what they're picking out, they're thinking in their head, oh, what would make me look attractive to Chris? Right. So if you're there doing it with them, that's what I mean. Yeah. And then you'd be able to be like, yes or no. And then they probably like, good. Okay. Good. This is a big relief. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like, they would just never do it on their own or at least no. this is, this is the the men I've encountered. The men I seem to date. Yes. But the, the gay men, they, they give their opinion on what we wear. Yes, absolutely. And it's always, I mean, I I think I was really self-conscious for a while in that group because I felt like I didn't like belong almost. I was like, oh, I'm not cool enough to hang out with all these people. And like such a, such a strange, strange thought. Well, that just means you thought we were cool. (laughs) It's true. Right. Which means it worked. It worked. All of our hard work. No. Yay. People I'd... think I'm cool. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think anybody is. Yeah. I don't think anybody's comfortable in a new group at first ever. And I think, but I think you like 
you have nothing to worry about at all. Um, it's just like, I know the feeling like, yeah, for sure. We're going to be doing a lot of that in Texas now, making a move. I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah. But we'll talk a lot and you'll have to come visit. Yeah, I'm excited. I've, I've never been mm-hmm. to Austin. I've heard so many good things. I'll come down yeah. uh, when you guys get married. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a date or anything? No, because the move has been such a big thing and a big piece of work. And then, yeah. But my mom has a dress picked out for herself. <laughs> she so went much. right away and got a dress. It's awesome. I love it. Now I'm you have to like, dress her. She's just like, you better get going on this planning. And I'm like, I have so much to do with moving. It's so much work, but I will, I'll plan something for sure. I think it'll be really fun. Maybe in a year. I think it'll be like a year from now. We'll see, mm-hmm. see what's available. If there's like a one where you can rent a venue where they do it all for you. That'd be nice. All in one. That'd then maybe it would be faster. Yeah. So and then I, I can focus on the dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you can focus. On the <laughs> as as we've talked about, it's important yes. to show up for the occasion. Yes. But like, no, my mom would dress me. Go yeah, ahead. no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> don't let your mom dress you. Uh, <laughs> no, I I would love to. I feel like I'm so curious these days about people's views on marriage and mm. like. So like, do you feel any differently when you talk about like Alfie? Cause now he's your fiance, not your boyfriend. Like, do you feel like it's, it's an accomplishment or cause like, I feel like sometimes nowadays there's so much of a, there's so much of a conversation around how like, don't congratulate somebody on getting married because that's not like, that's just something that's like amazing, but it's not like an accomplishment. And it's like, it shouldn't be seen as like this goal because not everybody is going to get married. And like that. Well, I, I certainly, I certainly do feel better than everyone. Like I'm <laughs> better than all you single bitches. Like I got engaged before 30, like I won. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sneak peek of her next stand-up routine. <laughs> I should. But no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I get that. I think you should congratulate people for anything that is like, like, so what I really like love about Alfie is that he will congratulate or not congrats. He'll, he'll make an event out of everything. Like our anniversary was about to slip by and he did not let that happen. And they're like, you know, like of our first date, like that was like so funny and cute. And like every, you know, every holiday, we have to do something for it. And like, so he's very much about like celebrating life. And I find that is really sweet. And I never really was like, marriage to me wasn't like that important for me. It was more like, I don't know, like, I think I was more like into the boss babe thing, like more like, oh, like you, your accomplishment has to be your work or something. But he was very, Uh, So he's a big part of that. And he's kind of like, he's Italian, even though he's a ginger, he's like, his whole family is dark skinned and he's this ginger. So random, but he is Italian. He was raised that way. So I think it, I think a lot of it's like him wanting to like celebrate our love and make it official and everything. So I feel very excited. I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with congratulating people for anything, but you're right. Like you shouldn't just congratulate people for getting women or people for getting married. You should congratulate them for you know, getting that promotion or, you know, getting a new dog or whatever, you know, is a significant life event for them. So that, I don't know. I think I like the celebrating thing though. I'd rather have, I'd rather like be congratulated, 
like congratulate someone and then pull back if they don't like it then like not and just because I'm like worried about it or something I don't know yeah no you're right it's not like a don't congratulate it's a congratulate everything like treat everything as like this was this important to you or like also I find it's it's so important sometimes I I stop myself when you know somebody has a breakup and instead of texting like oh my gosh are you okay like or actually, no, that's a good, that's it. Are you okay? How do you feel about it? Not like, mm. oh my God, I, I'm so sorry for you. Cause it's like, was this a good thing? Right. It's like this, this is mm. just a life event. I'm curious how you feel. I don't want to tell you how you feel. And I have to be like really conscious about that. So yeah, in the yes. same way, it's like, I guess it, it's, it's how important is this to you and how big of a, like, yeah, congrats. Like this was like a thing you've always wanted to do or like a, like congratulations, because this is something new and yeah everything in life should be celebrated you're right yeah it makes it more fun it's very and and I really really love that about him like that's something that I didn't notice I wasn't getting from my older like my partner from before as well as even just like I don't know and in our friend group like you know doing all those celebrations randomly like we're going to go to Whistler so we're going to you know celebrate that we're all together at Whistler like there was it's like making I like like having events and things it's so nice so nice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what kinds of things do you hear about marriage mostly like the two sides of it I feel like I guess okay from my my own perspective I'm trying to figure out what I want what I'm trying to reject of like societal norms because I just don't want societal norms and right. what I actually don't want for myself. Right. Cause sometimes it's like you get too far in the trying to be like society or too far in the trying not to be like society that you kind of lose what you actually want. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to find that line. Um, and so the that's society for me. now is so like, what do you, I guess, what do you mean by society now? I'm not sure. That's like, right. There's like this kind of us and them mentality that happens so much with like Mm. polarization and social media of like different ideals, or I guess I just, I don't want my actions to be done for someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be done because like, you know, when you get married, you get more health benefits, you get preferential Mm. treatment, you get to, you know, make the person who is your family, like officially your family so that they can, you know, be by your bedside in the hospital without signing a million papers. Like they don't even let people who aren't married, like in, even though it's like, I've been living with this person for like 20 years. Like it's so stupid. Or like, even just, even just like you have to live with somebody for them to be your partner. Like, that's not true. Like they can, there's so many different ways to have a romantic relationship and for that to sustain and, and go on. And it's just, I just want to pick the boxes that are actually accurate for me. Not just because I feel like, yes, like it's just been historically done that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be for laws to prevent people from stealing people's money and things like that by claiming they're in a relationship. But it also, you're right that it shouldn't be the case where you are rewarded for things that you're not, or the only reward is things that some don't fit for everyone. Yeah. I get that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel like a lot of people have rejected marriage nowadays because of, or a lot of people that I seem to be around um, because of, oh, but that's what the man wants me to do, you know? And so they're just like, no, but like, I'm not sure that they might be overcorrecting. You know what I mean? I don't know if the men, a lot of men are disappointed with their choice later. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes men are like, whoops. Because men do get the repercussions, man. They are always like out of um, they're overwhelmingly men have to like foot the bill in terms of um giving half of their money away or more. And they and women typically on average get the kids in a divorce even if the they're not the best fit like a lot of the time like the, most of the majority of the time so men actually have a lot of risks when they decide to marry someone so i don't know i don't know if it's something where they're trying to like i don't know like what would they be trying to trap them with like just being know. like no i think maybe those women had bad partners or maybe they had knew someone who did something crazy cuz I don't know. There's not that many, unless maybe they were, maybe they are concerned because they have a higher like income, right? Because there's also women that get, um, there are, there are definitely situations where women get, have to like get trapped by some guy and then they divorce and then they take all of their assets. But I don't know. Or maybe they're not thinking of that at all. I don't know what they're thinking of, but I guess the man yeah. is also like the man, like, <laughs> like big brother, the man. <laughs> Oh, yes. Like yes, society. yes, yes. I, I guess there's also like that, just a mindset shift of, I always like the, you choose it every day and not the, you feel trapped and like, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you made the decision and now you're stuck. But what if they're so shitty that day? Then you're, <laughs> you're like, I, the like, if you have to think I can't like, no, like you said through sickness and through health, which kind of like through being annoyed with them and not all that stuff, then you go like, okay, I, I, you know, but I know what you mean. (laughs) I mean, I say all this stuff and I'm still just like, eh, I'll probably want to get married at some point just because it's such a human thing to do at this point. It's just, it locks them in. (laughs) Just kidding. I know what you mean. It's nice. It is. I don't know. It's a nice, it's a nice, I think maybe also like my parents are married. So maybe I, I see it and I'm like, nice. That looks good. You know, like I don't have a negative connotation with it. So I don't know, that could be it too, right? If you had parents that were divorced or fighting all the time or obviously trapped by it and not in love or something, then it would obviously affect you, right? I think kids trap you more than a marriage does though. I think kids, Mm -hmm. like, because that intertwines your life. Mm -hmm. Which also, Mm -hmm. um, I know this is like, I mean, Bernie's your child, you know, your Mm -hmm. dog, but your child. And I was so... So I was a little surprised when like you took him to the States, like you moved across the border and you technically had a shared custodianship with your ex, with your dog. <laughs> yes. yes, I know. You finally but, won. Yeah, I think it was just time. Like it was hard on, it's hard on the dog to go back and forth, but I mean, and, and he's just so like our golden doodle too, like they're pals, right? So for them, it was they 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 cuddle now and everything. Like they like each other. They have their routine and yeah, we were and we weren't sure what would happen when we came across. But over time, we're just like it makes sense for us to be here for a bit and try it out. But yeah, I would never like say he couldn't come over or something like that and see him or take him to stop by there. But yeah, that was such a weird situation to be in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think kids or a dog or anything that like you then share that like keeps mm-hmm. you intertwined is so much more of a commitment than like the marriage. Cause it'll cost you money, but you can always end a marriage. You can't end children. No, the <laughs> children, permanent. 
and they and they're so affected too it's hard I don't know I mean that would be really 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 hard are your parents together no no they got divorced yeah I was about 10 years old when they got divorced oh yeah that's really hard so you know yeah I mean the thing is though I I that doesn't really factor into my choices at least not consciously Mm -hmm. um like whenever I think about marriage it's not to do with them it's Mm -hmm because they, they needed to do that for them. And for me, it's an example of people choosing what they needed to choose to make sure that they could live their lives. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to like, I wouldn't deny them eight years of happiness, like eight years being, you know, between the time yeah. I was 10 and 18, when they still had to like, you know, really factor each other in, in terms of their life choices and where they lived and stuff because of me uh, mm-hmm. before I moved away, I would never have wanted to deny them those eight years just no. for me like that's no. okay louis ck said some i can't remember it exactly but he was like divorce is always a good thing it's never it's like it always is a positive move right it's not like yeah because it's you're you're able to like if you were staying in something miserable that's not good right if you're moving on it is good so that's yeah, no, you would not imagine you would feel horrible. That'd make you feel that'd make you feel horrible. And you'd get so many more issues from that, you know, being the reason that your parents are mad at each other all the time and stuck together. But yeah, right. no, that's intense though. Still either way, like, I mean, it, yeah, it might not consciously affect things, but I do think like every, all of our experiences, I think high school whoa, I think everything in my life, like, is always affected by how I felt in high school, how I was treated in high school, what my experience was like, everything. It's so weird. Like, I still get intimidated by, like, cool teenagers. I, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're, they're judging me. <laughs> I was very heavily bullied, like, in grade seven and eight. And then in high school, I found my good group of friends and we just kind of like stayed out of the way and we're nerds together. So we had a good time. And um, but yeah, no, it definitely I don't know. So I think that your parents and their relationship, it affects you in some way. It's not like you're it it just means like, yeah, like your life experiences are just things that you can like, like they affect you, but it doesn't mean that they control you, basically. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that whole comment on high school. Oh my God. Yes. Very real mm-hmm. and so awful. And also like, I feel like people band together that grade seven and eight sucked for them because everyone I know, like usually grade seven and eight sucks. Maybe it just sucks for everyone and everybody yes. was still, like suffering in misery, but like people band together on the fact that it's like, I was bullied, me too. Okay, let's be friends. <laughs> like, it's you know, horrible. You're like. so, you're so awkward. I remember the braces. I remember the crazy hormones. Like it's horrible. Did did you ever see Bo Burnham's eighth grade? It's a masterpiece. So, okay, you did so see good. it. So good. I freaking love Bo Burnham. That brought me right into the, like, oh, wow. What an amazing. So you see his inside thing too? Oh, it was fantastic. So good. See like eight times. So oh my good. God. My, yeah. my Spotify rap was just all of the songs from inside. <laughs> so, oh, good. so good. So good. Like oh. I remember opening up Netflix and I was going to watch something else. And I saw like the first thing on my screen was inside. I'm like, nope, cancel all plans is what I'm doing right now. Like stop everything. I need Mm -hmm. to see this immediately. And it was just a masterpiece. Were you crying? I cried. Oh, I cried. I laughed. I wanted to stand up at the end and sing with him. Like it was just so on point. 
Everything what a unique comedian. And and he filmed it all. He edited it all. He wrote it all. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I've been following Bo Burnham for many years. I actually have been to yeah. one of his live concerts. And my only oh. problem was that it was so short. Oh, wow. Very cool. I've never seen him live. But I, I, I did know him in, like, the YouTube days, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big YouTube fan. Were you a big YouTube fan? No. No. Like, in general of the, the platform? Oh, I, I had followed all these YouTubers. Like he was one of them. I just like would watch it hours and hours. And I still do. Like I, my watch, my apps, I don't know if you ever check. It's horrible. To, it's horrible when you check it. It makes you hate yourself. But there's so many, like you check, you've used your phone, like the hours percentage. Oh, I don't have that. It's 58 Instagram usually or more, which is horrifying. Uh, and then the rest is YouTube. It's probably... Mm-hmm. I think it's a two hours of watch time per day. I give YouTube a lot of the time. Oh, like, wow. So I watch it too much. Yeah. No, that's not like too much. I'm just like, I'm curious what you gravitate towards and what it is that you're getting from it. Well, we started our YouTube channel. So, and maybe we can talk about content creating. I think that would be really fun to talk about. I'd love to talk, ask you more about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we started a YouTube channel for Pivot and Pilot, our like, packaging design my packaging design business with Alejandro and then uh one night stand-up which is like the stand-up comedy kind of uh and you'll be on there and next um will be it's like a dating show we talk about like romance modern love all that stuff um and so like I've and I had I used to have a YouTube channel like very long time ago wasn't good at all just like a few clips that I did with my friend Gemma who's super funny in high school she was one of my closest friends and uh yeah so I don't know I think I I think I just a lot of the time I'm watching it kind of like in the back of my mind thinking how can I like researching almost like kind of being like why do I really enjoy this content I just love it it's kind of like stand-up where I'm watching all these creators and it's like, there are no rules in that regard. Like, you know, for like acting or modeling, there's kind of like this roadmap of like, you need to like these kind of gatekeepers. And I mean, there's gatekeepers and everything, I guess, but like when it comes to online world, it's so like rogue. It's like the absence of gatekeepers, I guess YouTube and maybe it's algorithm where you know, censorship things could be, but I, but generally speaking, it's like the wild west. And then it's like all these people who have groups of fans, like from anywhere, it's not like, Oh, this person has been chosen to go on the TV. Like the Britney Spears is of the world and things like that. Right. Where it's like, Oh, like you have three options when we were growing up. Right. It's like Avril Lavigne or, or Hillary Duff or Brittany or Christina and they all hate each other. So you got to pick like whatever that was, it's all manufactured stuff, but it was Mm -hmm. like, these are the choices and they're on every magazine, every TV, you know, they have all the deals they've paid for all the PR. Now those types of shows are dying. Right. And the whole point is building your own audience so that you'll get invited on the show or you'll do collaborations like this. Right. And I'm just really fascinated by this, like, shift where there's just no rules really so it's like everyone's like like you know Britney Spears and stuff the rules were like 
be hot, then you pass by like going on all these talk shows and doing well. And then you like release your album and then you win the award at the fancy award show. And then like, that means you're a pop star now, right? And everyone agrees you're a pop star. You got the Grammy, whatever. But then now it's like, nope. No roles at all. You have a video camera and you can do whatever the hell you want to get attention and get watch time. And, you know, there's just, it's just so unique and creative how all, it's just very interesting to me that it's like in your own hands now. And with the pandemic, it's even gotten further like that where everyone's on the same playing field and like all the Brad Pitts of the world are like, wait, what's going on? And like, no one's watching the you know, globe the Golden Globes. No one's watching the Grammys. They can barely get anybody to look at it. And yet Ten and Mojo, you know, put something up her butt and it gets like 8 million views. Like, you know, like there's no, and they're just like, what? Like, we can't even get a million people to watch this show anymore. This is like the Oscars. There's huge switch and transition happening, especially amplified by the pandemic and like all of the traditional kind of like the celebrity has shifted, you know? And it's just so interesting to me. So I'm just a big fan and I've been kind of fans of those kind of creator type things for that long. And I think that's just in the back of my mind. I've just been like very interested in seeing how they did it and watching how media is shifting, but yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. That's a really interesting perspective. I, I forget that that shift is happening in such a tangible way, but it's, it's really interesting to hear you walk through that. And cause I, I don't know that everybody thinks about it in that way. Um, but do you think it's a good thing? Like, cause there's a, like a decentralization of it happening, right. That like, there's mm-hmm. so much more opportunity for everyone. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. that will also shift the riches, right. That'll shift the, the monetary scale so that like, there's an opportunity for everybody to make their own fortune because you can, yeah, start with anything and not be given permission to start. Mm-hmm. You can just start, mm-hmm. but at the same time, then we all, get into these little silos, right? Where all we're hearing is more and more of the same content and affirming Mm -hmm. stories of our own beliefs. And so, yeah, we get all into these pocket universes where soon it'll be like, yeah, all of us with our, our interests and our likes and our beliefs. And it's just so different from the people down the street or even, or Mm -hmm. the other side of the world. And so we'll just be so siloed and we won't be able to communicate and work together. Absolutely. It could be really weird and it could be really isolating. And with the metaverse and all this stuff, like very, you know, literally into these worlds, like it, I'm sure it could be really, really bad. I mean, it's also like before everyone's almost thoughts were controlled, it was like, and, and we still get a little bit of that today. Like it was very entertaining recently with the Will Smith slap, like that was the news on everyone's mind. Like we still get that once in a while where it's like, we all get the same news story. Like once in a while, there will be something that is like controlled and bought by everyone. But like, and we do, and you know what? We do still get like the same news. So it is kind of interesting that we too, like when everyone's so siloed and there's so much going on, it does make me feel kind of weird that we all happen to get the same news story. Like we all know that Pete Wentz and Kim Kardashian are dating, even though technically like I've, I know I'm giving the signal to my silo saying, give me all the Kim Kardashian. But I know for a fact that Alfie sitting beside me, he has not given any interest in this girl and he is getting that news too. Right. So that's kind of interesting that that's still happening. And yeah, but I think like before, if you, if like in those situations, like 
maybe it is kind of nice in a way that like everyone in the whole town back in the day had the same news and they gave their little thought on the news. Right. But it's also kind of interesting now that, that I could introduce to you like a whole world that you didn't know existed or something and like come at it from a completely different perspective that we're all, not all trained to consume the exact same stories again and again, but or the same type of content. I don't know. I, yeah, it definitely is a weird time. It, and I like to put it like kind of like the summary of um, that flip is like, if you'll notice at least in stand up too, but like if um if like Jimmy Kimmel that used to, if you got on Jimmy Kimmel to do like your stand up or something like that, that meant now you, you were going to be famous. Right. Whereas now Jimmy Kimmel's like begging you to be on his show to bring your following, to watch his show. So like, that's kind of the best way to describe like that flip, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like talk show hosts are not the be all and end all now. It's like, there are so many other ways for you to get visibility and publicity and like, they're, and they're their desperate own. for you. Yeah, they're like their now. own content creators now. All mm-hmm. they've just become content creators, which also mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the word content bugs me so much. Like I'm so yeah. triggered by it, even though like technically this is content, right? Like mm-hmm. and like even Netflix, like shows and movies, and it's it's all technically content. But there's something about that word that really rubs me the wrong way. And I I think because it's just so close to ourselves now Mm -hmm. that it's like, like everything's content um, now, like you kind of have this pressure always as I don't know if you feel this, but I've been trying to take my content creation or like my accounts my brand presence online, <laughs> my fan base. I don't know. I was just trying to like, <laughs> trying to like make that, that effort probably for the past three years, like a lot more when the, like when the pandemic hit, I was just like, holy shit, I have put no thought or time seriously really into my online presence. And I noticed that like directly affecting my business at the time, because I was so used to doing talks or, or going to events and meeting people that way and signing contracts that way and people having visibility about our brand that way. And then when that all went away, then I had to think, oh shit, we neglected our online presence. They're here, all these people with like thriving online businesses. And, you know, so that's kind of why those two YouTube channels were born. And, and when I really started to take content creation seriously, and I would say that it's hard when like, you're putting yourself out there online making, and you're like making content because every time you're sitting down or doing something in your day-to-day life, you're like, is this a moment that's like, I should use for content. Like it'd be super authentic right now if I like took this content and people would love it online. But then it's like, but I should probably live my life too, right? And be able to kind of you have to like train your brain to switch between it all the time. Like yes. it's horrible. Yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely that like switch and like sometimes oh it's it's like I can turn on and off my like okay, I'm gonna make something today or I'm gonna like. And it really is this switch that all of a sudden it's on and like the ideas are flowing, which is great. But like, if I get an idea, I need to like, hold on to it until I do it. But thankfully I do it like really quickly. And I'm, I'm thinking oh, of this, well, I'm thinking in this case about like a TikTok video, right. That like, yeah, I'm, that's good. I'm throwing stuff at the wall. I'm seeing what sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a reclaim your radiance TikTok channel and I'm just like throwing shit at it being like, I don't know, this is fun experimentation and like, so yep. low risk for me. Um, yeah. 
And, but like, I'll get an idea in my head about like, oh, this is a thing I could say, this would be useful. This would, I feel like would be, and I want it to be value, right. And not Mm -hmm. just like random stuff. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, oh, I have this idea. And then it like runs through my head until Mm -hmm. I get it out. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I'm almost like rehearsing in my head until I get it out. Yeah. But then like, that's what my brain is on and I'm unable to get my brain out of it. And I'm, and then it like switches back and I'm like, okay, now I'm in my corporate job and now I need to do this. But like, it yeah. messes with your brain. TikTok and it's like, so that's really good though, that you just get it out. And like, you're just kind of like, I need to get it. I need to get it out. I definitely find that I'm starting to finally get over I think, yeah, like with feeling kind of uh, body dysmorphia and and feeling very self-conscious about the way I looked and everything. And I still kind of do And Instagram is horrible for that, right? TikTok's horrible for that. So you kind of feel like in order to post anything, you need to look a certain way or, you know, I'd always have, like if I was going to create content at the beginning, especially, it had to be like, I'd be looking my best and like on and think exactly precisely about what I want to say. I want to make sure nobody didn't like me, whatever. And then I think I've had a harder time overcoming that part, but it's definitely, yeah, something that I, I, I think I'm getting much better at is being able to do things more off the cuff, but yeah, I don't know. I get very in my head before posting something. And once I post something, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. Is that stupid? Do I sound stupid? Do you think that it's too much? Is it this? Is it that? And then I just like, I have to kind of let it go and calm myself down. And if it doesn't do well, like if it gets the likes I wasn't thinking of or something, then I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? What can I do next time? Like, you know, and then it's like, oh my God, that's a lot. That's not good. That's not good. So what are, I have to take like months off, like Like whenever I start to get too much caring about it, I have to take, I have to just like turn it off completely for like months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good strategy, but also is unsustainable, right? That means you're doing something unsustainably when you need to take a break and when you need to leave it. And Mm -hmm. so what are some, let's, let's brainstorm better ways to do this. Right. Well, I think like you're saying, just off the cuff, just putting it out there, doing it without thinking of getting too caught up in the end result is probably the best way to do it. It's just something that you need to train your brain to, to do. And I can get into that flow every so often, but it's not, yeah, definitely not consistent. <laughs> I have like such a weird relationship with it. Yeah. But what do you See, think? My strategy personally is I, I mean, as much as I have a strategy, I don't have a strategy, but <laughs> I'm starting and I'm like writing a plan out still of like how to like, <laughs> as I've learned in King Richard, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I don't have a plan. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it helps if I, you know, get dressed in the morning mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't just, you know, sit around not feeling put together. And that's for many different reasons. Like it's, yeah. you know, feeling, feeling good about what you look like and putting some effort in so that I feel like I could just walk outside and I wouldn't have to, you know, get dressed to do that. And so if I'm at least just like a baseline, like I would walk outside like this, then I'm like, okay, then I could post a video like this. That's fine. And if it comes to me, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Let's just record it. I don't write it down. I don't rehearse it. I just, but that's the kind of, I want to make it as easy as possible for me to do, because if this is 
a like good that. way to market. Yeah. Like if it's a good way to market, then make it as easy as possible. Don't mm-hmm. overthink it. I think, I think that's true though. Make it as easy as that's you're right. I mean, I write it down. I think about it too much. No. And then I put, and then, and then when, if it doesn't do well, you're like, well, I only put two seconds of thoughts into it. I'll just do it again. Exactly. And it's, I also never look at the metrics like never, because I know that doesn't help. I actually, I get really, if I'm, let's say, okay, so I'll go skiing and I'll be in the car and we need a silent moment. And that's when I'm like, okay, perfect. I have like 20 minutes. I can just post this video that I've already created through like a yeah, I'll like I'll put it onto my Google Drive and I'll download it onto my phone and post it on the go. And mm-hmm. I'll I'll hit, sometimes I'll like lose service before I can click <laughs> the button that says no. Like I'll post it, but before I remember to click the button that says hide like count because that to me is essential. If I keep that there, that's when I start to feel ooh icky inside because I know that other people can see that and I don't want people to see that because I know I don't want to be judged my my like count. I don't. I don't oh, want you that turn it off. every single time I okay. went back through my entire yeah. feed and turned off all of them. I was like, yes, thank God this is gone now. Cause I don't want to see that. I don't want a number, oh, but I find a way to see it. I find a way. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, I also, I put it out there. Cause I'm like, you have, I'm like trying to force myself not to care about it. So then I'm like, you already don't care about it. So you're good. But for me, I'm like, I need to force myself not to care about it. So if I hide it, then I'm just going to look at it anyway. But if I don't hide it, then it's like, I can, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. I think I just think that if it's, if it, if I, if I get like a certain amount of likes on something that is lower than what I wanted, then if it, if I'm okay with people seeing that, then that's like a good sign for me. Right. Then if, then if I'm like worried about hiding it in my case, cause I'm just like, cause I care, I guess. So if I put it out there, then I'm like, cause if I, if I hit it, then I would be like, good. They, they can't see it or something. Cause I, I care, but that's, that's yeah. interesting. No, I mean, it's, it's hard not to care, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not saying I don't care. I'm saying that the easiest way for me not to attach any of my value or that value on anything mm-hmm. is for me to hide it so that it's now not important. It's now I'm, I'm saying this doesn't matter. Don't look at this. I want you to look at this photo. I spent a lot of time taking this photo, editing this photo and using my photography skills that I'm trying to curate to, and I'm trying to share something that's, that's important to me. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want you to look at a number instead of the photo. Yeah. Or be no, like, ooh, nobody else likes this. I'm not going to like this either. Right. Cause there's that there's like, oh, yeah. a thousand people really like this. That means that like, I, I should go look at too. this. <laughs> I'll actually look at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And it's going to get so much worse when it's like in the, have you seen, um, black mirror? No. no. Oh, you should see it. It's good. I've, I've seen it's... like one or two episodes. Oh, you have. Okay. So there was, there's one where the likes and the ratings are kind of like in social interactions too. So like your Uber driver, you can rate them. It's like that, but for like daily interactions and like everything in life. And so like one girl's having a wedding and she's like, I'm only allowing people with this score to come to my wedding or whatever. Cause like your social score or whatever. And so that's already live in China. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe coming to more places. Wink. Not okay. That's not okay. That's not okay. I know. 
<laughs> I know. So yeah, there's that. It was a, it was kind of like an episode kind of like that. Yeah. But it's um, yeah. But right now it's just kind of contained in our, in our phones. We're so lucky. We're going oh to go live in the forest. Fuck back this. in my <laughs> day. Back in my day, we got to decide what was rated. <laughs> oh my God. This is, what is the world we live in? What the fuck? I don't know. Everyone is rated. No, I know. So like, that's another part about content creation that it's like, it's great that everyone has access to it and everything if they want it, but you're kind of forced to participate in it too. So it's sort of annoying that way, right? You can't even share a photo with your family through some form of social media without it counting as fucking content. Yes. This is my authentic content moment where I'm with my family and breakfast and we're having Christmas together. Content makes me seem real. Like I have, like, I love my family. (laughs) One of my brand values is that I'm family oriented. We work in branding. That's my business, right? Pivot and pilot. So it's like, yeah, the brand thing is such a thing too. And it's like, that's become, everybody has to have their personal brand and their regular brand. And then you can decide who you do business with. And yeah, so it's just in everything now. So it's become tied to my world and like my job, my income, right? Yeah. I think you can be a doctor and avoid it though, you know, but in a lot of, a lot of fields, anything to do with marketing or anything like that, you have to kind of think of your or any entrepreneur of a product or like CPG space that we're in, you have to kind of think of your personal brand too. But yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I do, I do want to, you mentioned very briefly body dysmorphia and how it kind Mm -hmm. of has morphed into almost your relationship with social media. And I find that fascinating and terrifying. And are you willing to elaborate on that? What you've overcome and kind of the current challenges that you're facing and what tools you use to combat that? Yes. So I think like most girls, I definitely, when I was younger, I don't know. I just remember finding like diary entries when I was young being like, this is what I look like. Kind of like a chubbier body. This is what I want to look like. I need to look like this because of this, whatever. I don't know if you remember those 17 magazines where they would be like, dress for your body type. And they'd be like, if you wear stripes here, it'll distract from your disgusting torso. So your body type should be here, right? You know what I mean? You're like, wear a lot of glitter here or wear a skirt that's three quarter of an inch above your knee if you're a pear shape or whatever. Do you remember those? Yes, but <laughs> the way you're describing it is terrifying to me in this moment. I'm like, oh my God, what did we read? What kind of ugly are you? Are you a pear? Or are you, or are you the perfect one? None of you are the perfect one. Oh, only 2% of you are. Ah, well, read our magazine, buy another one. Make sure you (laughs) are wearing the right outfit for your ugly body. (laughs) Oh my God. That is just, so yeah. So that's probably where it started. Thanks 17 magazine. That's probably where it started. And I had all the posters of Hillary Duff on my wall with their no pores and, you know, all that stuff. And so then I got probably just hated myself. And I don't know if you feel like you compare your body to all your friends and I don't know, you're not, you're not what you're supposed to look like when you're in puberty anyway. Like you're not supposed to look like, you know, a 25 year old woman when you're, you know, so like you're getting that imagery shown at you all the time and 
you know, the Photoshop was kind of playful and quaint when we were young. <laughs> like the Photoshop now is horrifying and it's like live, like you can do it to yourself. Like it's so much worse now. Um, but even when I was young, like that's kind of how it started, I'd say. And then I felt very fat as very very focused on how fat I was and fat, I guess, meant everything. Like if I was feeling a lot of the time, I think when I'm feeling like self-conscious about something or bad about something that happened, I all of a sudden feel fat. So I'm like, Ooh, like maybe it just was me being insecure in general. Like, and I just always blamed it on me being fat or guys not liking me because I'm fat or something. Um, and then in grade maybe six or seven, I can't really remember, but I became super bulimic probably in grade eight, all the way to like second year university. And I kind of quit on and off, but when I did quit, everyone thought I lost so much weight because I wasn't swollen anymore. Like bulimia is, my joke is that I was really privileged. I went to private school and I, you know, had an eating disorder. It was like the most privileged disorder to have because you're you're just <laughs> eating too much. Um, it's like not really a problem. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It is. But I did. So I had bulimia for a while and then I did quit that. Ended up being becoming like quite healthy for a while. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like after I quit that and overcame that, I felt a lot um a lot, I, I did more therapy too. And I feel like now I, I've connected that dot of like, oh, if I feel bad about myself or the way I look, it's usually just like deeper than that. And I can fix it. It's not like actually the way I look and maybe having a partner has helped me with that too. Like whenever I'm with a partner, I can kind of like not blame it on that as much like it's not as easy to because I'm like well they they're like you know they actually like my boy like my fiance now like he has to like all he shouldn't but he it it's just it helps he like always will tell me if I look good or not right like not not if you sorry, not. he'll always tell me sorry he'll always tell me I look good like when he thinks I look good or whatever so that helps me but I think it's also just having more of an awareness that it's not like the be all and end all. It's like, that's not actually something you can blame it on. I feel like I used to just blame everything on that. Like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing this or I'm not getting that because I'm fat or I'm ugly. It's like not really ever really, it's like a default or something that I deflect to. So, yeah, but I feel a lot better now. I just never really look at, I never, I don't know if I can really ever and I don't know if this, it's probably everyone. I can't really like see myself for what I really look like. Like my, like my perception can shift based on like how I feel that day, I guess. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. That's, it's a really excellent window into your life and the, the kind of things you've, you've gone through. I saw this post of course content the other day where somebody was like my body is the least interesting part about me like why are we still Mm. talking about this and I was like oh that's actually I kind of like that it's like there's so (laughs) much there's there's so much interesting vibrational magic happening in human beings and we're still just looking at our meat suits that are carrying around all that interesting stuff on the inside 
and on the internet it's amplified how important that is and yeah yeah, no it's it's crazy um but that's a great way to that's true there's a lot more to a person than what they look like um but then at the same time i do really appreciate and i think what's helped me too is thinking about like glamour or wearing things like fashion like makeup those types of things actually can have helped me in a lot of ways because it makes me feel like I, or I think that was like a Rihanna quote where she was like, she can't, she might be able to beat me, but she can't beat my outfit or something like that. Like where the first impression you can kind of create it yourself too, in a lot of ways, like there are a lot of things you can't control, like bone structure, I guess, and things like that. But so like when that is the thing you're comparing yourself to, it's kind of a losing game but if you're like how can I become more stylish or express myself like you said when you're like getting ready in the morning you just feel a little bit more like you can accomplish things kind of like a moment of self-care it's true like some people that might not be the most interesting thing about them but some people are really fashionable and really care about that kind of stuff so like it is interesting too oh yes definitely because it's it's a form of self-expression and it's art and it's it's kind of like how like success is whatever you define it to be Right. Mm -hmm. And so looking at success of like, oh, I asked, I asked somebody to kiss them. The success is that you asked. If they say no, that's not a success or a failure. That's Mm -hmm. just the result. Right. That Mm -hmm. has nothing because that's not something you can control. So how did you Mm -hmm. fail? You didn't fail. You succeeded. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's something to celebrate. And it's the same way. It's like, this is what I can control. And Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess that's where you get into eating disorders and things where you're trying to control something like that. But if you, if you take that off the table of, I can't, I can't control that. All I can do is make sure I'm the healthiest I can be and feel good in terms of like, you know, feel strong and healthy because I'm eating what nourishes me. And then you control other things that make you like, give you that radiance. You know, like if you're feeling less radiant that day, put on some sparkly makeup, put on like your mm-hmm. favorite top. Like that's, and that's action not... focused goals versus outcome focused goals. And yes. as a entrepreneur, we talk about that a lot at our company, but in general, like you, if you're, you're right. Like if you're, if your outcome is, I want to look like Gigi Hadid and I want to be a size two, that's an outcome focused goal, Right. An action focus goal, like you said, would be I'm I'm going to eat healthy this whole week and I'm going to be really conscious of that. Right. That's an action focus goal. Right. Because you can actually do it. So, yeah, I agree. It's like that is a really great mindset and life hack in general and a big shift that I've definitely taken as well in like the past three years, because before I would only focus on like, Oh, I just never, I never ever want to wrinkle. Kaylee, like you can't control that, but you can say, I want to have like a $200 skincare routine. Cause I'm fancy. You can say that yeah. <laughs> you can't say, you can't say, I want to, I I'm going to avoid wrinkling or aging. Right. Like no. you can't. Yeah. So it has to be like, you can control the actions that you do and what you want um, out of life that way, but you can't, can't think of it in terms of like, same with content creation. You can say, I'm going to produce an episode every week. You can't say I'm going to gain 1 million followers in a, in a year or something like that. You just exactly. can't control that. Mm-hmm. And your successes are based on your actions. Mm-hmm. You, you followed through, you made a promise to yourself. You did the mm-hmm. thing. 
that's a success. And you have to celebrate every time you do that. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And it's easy to forget to do that, but that is a a wonderful reminder that we're giving to each other right now that it's, it's all about you did it and that's what matters. And did you feel good doing it? I always think of it as like, you have to create things that you can check off because checking things off is very important. It's very hard to get through the times where you're not checking things off. It, it feels like you're not going anywhere, but if you're waiting for a million followers to be the thing that you're checking off, like, no, like break it down. Like, you know, you, you did it, you, you created, produced, recorded, edited, uploaded, published an episode every week, right? You did, you did that for three weeks and you like, you checked that off every week then. Right. So you're feeling that momentum. Um, Yeah. That's, I think that's the key to success. My, or at least I feel like that's how I've been able to stay motivated through times where almost no results were happening. Cause they don't, that happens a lot where you're putting in a lot of time before you get any results, like, especially in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a super important lesson from the serial entrepreneur <laughs> to keep going. Because yes. it is true. I do believe that it's just the people who keep it up that end up getting successful for it. Um, then the people who the people who get an immediate success, it can be really good and they can keep it going. But a lot of the time that fast and quick success can be very hard and harmful in the long run, which is interesting. So it's yeah. like you're doing it the right way. I'm very proud of what you're doing. I'm so excited. I'm really glad you had me on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, is there any last thought that you want to leave people with? I don't know. I feel like we went all over the map, but it was a lot of fun and I hope people got something out of it. Or of course, of course. No, I mean, there's, there's definitely so much valuable stuff and I, I love, I love leaving it open-ended like this. Let's just have a conversation and see where it goes. And we have a couple things that we're like, yeah, these would be like really interesting points, but I want people to feel like they're in the room, like just Mm -hmm. being a silent part of the conversation. Totally. Yeah. I loved it. I think you're building something that will continue. Like it's just going to accumulate in terms of value over time. Like it's just something that you're going to see, like it's going to, it's not like something where you're going to see it pop off immediately. Like same with every, all these like YouTube channels we're trying to do too it's something where I feel like the, it's sort of like a slow build, but then it, it compounds over time and it will be so good looking, like it will only lead to more and more exciting adventures and success. Like you're expressing yourself. And I think that's the new currency, like at getting, having your own silo, as you were saying earlier, is like very important to think about, even though it can be exhausting and hard and kind of unfair that that's happening. I feel yeah, like it is. So. It is it's, it's taught me so much already in terms of like, I'm asking myself questions that I didn't ask before. Right. And so every week you end up asking yourself a new question mm. that all of a sudden teaches you where you want to go and where you want to grow. And you get a resistance and you go, oh, not that direction. And you go, oh, no, that feels good. And that feels like that's leading me in a direction that I want to go in. And so it's mm. just kind of a it's like a catalyst for growth, really, yeah. is what it feels like. That's yeah. so cool. I feel like I learned a lot just like being on this episode. You're like very therapeutic in a way. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so awesome. if, uh, if people want to find you, if people want to follow you along and in, in all the yeah. money businesses and wonderful things you do, where would they go? 
Well, my account is at Rebecca.Roshan, R-O-C-H-O-N. And then uh, that's my Instagram and mainly where I spend my time. And then our YouTube channel and our other Instagram is One Night Stand Up. And then our business is Pivot and Pilot Creative. So there's a few things to look up and we value every subscriber and follower. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But yes, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Thank you so much for joining this week. I hope you enjoyed your time with us and came away with something truly valuable. If you want more and simply cannot wait until next week, come join us online. Reach out on Instagram at Hell of a Hall or on TikTok at Reclaim Your Radiance to connect. We also have a Facebook community with the name Reclaim Your Radiance, where we talk about all sorts of topics related to the podcast and tons that aren't. It's a community of like-minded souls who want to dive deeper into these things and keep the conversation going. Or maybe you're more of a tips and tricks straight to your inbox kind of person. Sign up for our mailing list to receive bonus content and stay in touch with what's happening in the world of Reclaim Your Radiance, including retreats, self-love courses, and more. Stay tuned. Head on over to the episode notes in the show description to find those links, and I hope to see you online soon. All right, everyone, until next week, stay radiant. Stay radiant.